to another week of Starting to Scale with Emmy Faust. I hope you like my new music. It was written for me by an amazing composer called Charlotte Raven and I just asked her for something uplifting, energetic and something that would make me feel like I want to have a little bit of a dance. So I'm really happy with it. I hope you like it too. And today I've got a fantastic lady who is also a friend called Rebecca Morley and she's a leadership coach who works with entrepreneurs and businesses that are scaling up. She's got loads of um, expertise and experience working in this space and we're talking about how 60% of businesses in the UK don't make it to the five-year mark and one of the reasons for that is there is a huge gap in leadership skills in this country so in this chat, we're talking about the difference between a leadership coach, a business growth consultant and a non-exec director and when you might want to get that kind of support at, and at what phase in your business journey. So if you want to identify what support your business needs right now, needs right now if you're wondering what the difference is between a business coach, a business growth consultant like me and a non-exec director and when you are likely to need each of them, then do have a listen to this episode. It's a really, um, I really enjoyed this episode because we also talked about things like what qualities to look for in a non-exec director and how to set the scene to get your relationship off to the best possible start. So let's get on with the show. Today on Starting to Scale, we have Rebecca Morley, who is an amazing coach, leadership coach, and we've kind of got the same, we, we work in the same space. We work with entrepreneurs and businesses that are scaling up, and she's got loads of experience, so I thought it'd be great to get her on the podcast. Rebecca, do tell us a little bit about you and some of the clients, the kind of clients that you work with. That'd be fantastic. Thanks, Emmy. Um, so I am, as Emmy said, a uh, leadership coach and um, consultant. So I work with predominantly scale-up businesses who are making the move towards having bigger teams. So I work with companies who've gone through that early startup phase. They've proven the concept. They know who their customer base is. Um, they've got probably quite a strong presence in market. In fact, yeah generally quite a uh, strong presence in market um, and the dust starting to settle if you like and they're starting to take on a bigger and bigger team probably more specialists probably more senior people um, and I work with the leaders in those businesses to work out what that means for them because quite often what happens is um, startup businesses or, or early stage scale-up businesses take on people who are of kind of mid-seniority in bigger businesses and they bring them across to be quite senior people in their business. And that means that although there's a huge amount of enthusiasm and intelligence there, often those people don't have the really senior leadership experience um, that you would expect in a lot of bigger businesses of people in those similar roles. Deal with what that means um, for them sometimes it can be a really lonely place because you're you're suddenly expected to know so much um, without the framework of that bigger business to support you without the leadership development um, kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for support that you would expect in a bigger business um, and it can be a really lonely place to to be um, and I've been there so I worked in I worked in a much smaller 
market, uh, when I was at Wreck-It Benkiza, um, I went from the UK business, which was one of the biggest in the world, to the Irish business, which is one of the smallest in the world. Um, and I went from being um, a kind of mid-level manager to supply chain director in that role. Um, and I really, really struggled. Um, <clears throat> so I've been there. I've been through those challenges and actually come out the other end as well. Mm. Um, and I use a lot of my big business experience to sort of to bring to bear. Um, that, that's fantastic. And I know from, you know, setting up and scaling businesses myself, it can be really lonely, can't it? As an entrepreneur, as a business founder, everyone's looking to you, um, all your staff and everyone, everyone's looking to you for the answers. And sometimes this is the first time you've done it and you do feel like finding your own feet. And I mm. think that's why having, you know, we were talking about this, the importance of having senior people who have got that experience and who can empathize and who can guide you I mean that's why I think it's so important for these businesses to have people like you or, or me or, or, or mm. whoever it might be going in and, and helping them navigate it because it is really lonely and really challenging as well hugely lonely and yeah and, and very challenging and actually quite exhausting as well I think and you're you know you're building resilience all the time um you're having to um, but also there's expectations of you from that team that you brought in, you know, in order to sell the move to somebody to come from those big businesses that have got private healthcare and massive um, development plan opportunities and, and, and really big promotional opportunities to get people to come from those businesses to, to take a risk on your scaling business where you kind of, you know, you're, you're working on more hope than experience in a lot of cases. They've then got really high expectations of you as well. So the pressure is, is immense. And I think, Emmy, the businesses you work with as well, you know, they're often taking on investment at the same time. So you've got this added um, mm. pressure of investors to then kind of think about. And it, it's enormously pressurized. And actually being able to grow in a leadership capacity to become the leader that you want intentionally and 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 kind of confidently can be exceptionally hard um, in mm. that space and at that stage of business. So yeah, I always right. kind of wish, you know, we did have a brilliant non-exec director, but I always wish that, I, I, looking back, I think, you know, we could have really done with some coaching, the kind of coaching that you do or some just some mm. extra, you know, I think the more expertise and the more learning and the more personal development you can do as a leader, kind of like the better, because I was lucky I had a business partner to kind of support me but yeah. still, you know, it was really challenging and it, we didn't necessarily have someone that we could turn to to work through some of those challenging times. And obviously, you have wobbles, don't you, as a Definitely. business owner? Definitely. I've actually done quite a lot of business partner coaching as well, interestingly, because um, when you are business partners and you've got that really strong partnership, actually, those same kinds of kind of pressures can impact your relationship quite strongly yeah um, basically you become different people under pressure mm. quite a lot um, I think and you know and life happens as well to you outside of that and it's a big journey right so I've, I've done a bit of kind of it's like marriage counseling but yeah <laughs> I think we talked about this before and I think it's really important so you yeah. know either you're on your own and you don't have a business partner and you're lacking support and you know it can be lonely like we said and then you obviously need that guidance and accountability and support and just someone to 
be there on your journey with you. But if you've got a business partner, that can also be challenging because if you don't both have the same end vision or goal or values or something like that, or, you know, just like you said, you know, when you're married to someone, you're always going to have your ups and downs. And Mm. I think you mentioned this before, but I said to you, I think that's a really great business partner coaching. I think it's Mm. almost like everyone who has a business partner should have a coach who has got both of their backs and wants the best for the business, probably from day one, actually. Yeah, because getting off to that really strong start as partners in a business and having those those frameworks in place for how you're going to work through issues, how you're going to make decisions, how you're going to um, demonstrate a united front with the team, all of those things are mm. quite difficult to to sort of set out for each other sometimes without an external facilitator. Uh, and also um, I think, you know, when you start a business with your business partner, it's very different to in the startup phase and you know maybe you don't you haven't even thought about what happens when you scale up you know you might not have even had those discussions or conversations about your end goal and if it's a lifestyle business or if you want to grow it to scale it to sell it and I think again you know that's really key isn't it just to be able to have those honest conversations so we were I mean that we could do a whole I'd love to do a whole podcast episode on that (laughs) there we go that's definitely one because I so many I know so many business partners that I've worked with where there have been issues and problems and they don't see eye to eye and what they set up initially is not what the business turned into and actually I think it's that would be a really really good um, podcast episode so let's do that another another time what we we're going to talk about yeah. today was, and I think this is really important, what would, what's, what's your take on the difference between a non-exec director, someone like you, like a business leadership coach, and someone like me, a business growth consultant? And just quickly, what I've realized <laughs> with some of the startups who are scaling up is they're not even that knowledgeable about the board and how it works. You know, a mm. lot of a lot of startups who are serious about scaling up haven't actually understood the importance of a diverse board and and even actually what a non-exec director does. So I'd love you to sort of say in your own words what you feel is relevant or what at what point in the journey do people get those get those experts in? Mm. I think it's different per business, but I'll probably talk about it in, in general terms just to make it easier to have the conversation because yeah. <laughs> we could talk about all the different nuances of, of business. Um, I, in terms of stage, for me, and you may disagree with this because I'm probably looking at it from the point of view of how I see business consultants working, but I think I know, you know where, you, where you work as well. For me... The, the kind of business consultant, business growth consultant phase is where you, or, or not even the phase actually, because the phase is, yeah, it's as important what you come in to do as the phase. But I see you coming into your own as a business consultant at the point at which a startup has realized they can't go any further on their own with their current processes, their current kind of mentality around certain things that you help with like cash flow and vision and and some of the processes that they need in place. And I think you get them to that sort of grown up phase or stage. You you help them with external expertise on how things should work 
bringing in that experience of having run um, another business and seen it through from the very early stage right through to exit, right? So you've been on that whole life cycle historically. And I think without having been on that whole life cycle, it's very difficult to know what to do next to get you to that next stage. And I think you can bring in that that external experience. Um, And actually, when I started my journey, I thought I could bring a lot of big business experience to bear to do a lot of that kind of business growth consultancy stuff. And I realized quite quickly that because every startup and scale-up journey is very different, and I hadn't ever seen a business through to exit, and I hadn't ever gone to um, series A, B, C rounds to get investment, that actually I couldn't do that business consultancy piece. I couldn't, although I could bring a lot of experience and kind of what processes are needed and how to run cash flow um, and how to lead a team and all of those kind of things that I wasn't experienced enough in the startup scale-up space to to consult um, on how they should work so it's quite interesting having met you and seeing you do an amazing job of that oh thanks you're welcome so I see you as being kind of you know that it's it's sort of mentor plus, isn't it? It's yeah, it's, it's really yeah. an experience and not being afraid to tell people what they need. But also, I know that you you do it really bespoke, and you don't come in with kind of one size fits all. And and when we're talking about business consultants in this space, I think I would really kind of counsel any scale up or starter on really being cautious of anybody that comes in with a one-size-fits-all approach because I think there are businesses out there, there are business growth consultants out there that will come in with a very, very prescribed approach to how to grow your business. And I've seen startups that I've worked with spend a lot of money on those kind of programs and they're they're not appropriate, I don't think, for Mm, a lot of businesses interesting, isn't it yeah because it yeah. totally depends on the sector you're in it depends whether you're b2c b2b it depends oh it's just same there's so many different things that yeah i'm into it there is. there's a huge amount of different things and I, I i think what happens actually is some of those more prescribed or prescriptive programs are cheaper than a business coach or consultant would be and so people think they're a better option mm. and actually mm. They end up getting a business consultant in later down the line to unravel the mess yeah. that it's created. And well, I'm, I'm sure coach to do that. I'm sure, like me, you've been into businesses and you've scaled up, and there's been a huge amount of money wasted in the past, which is obviously a real shame. Yeah, but you know yeah. that does happen. Um, Definitely. So, um, so that's consultant for me and then in terms of the difference between a consultant and a coach I would I'd say that I I specialize more on so I guess with (laughs) if I was to break it down into very simple terms I think you come in and talk to people about the what they need to be doing and then probably some of the how Um, I come in I believe and talk to them about who they need to be to lead that business Mm. Um, and it's not me coming in and telling them who to be. I really help them to think through who they want to be um, known for. So, so what do they want their team to be saying about them? <laughs> what would they be proud to say about themselves in five years' time if they could really articulate how they'd run that business? Um, who do they want to be in terms of how they work with 
investors, with suppliers, with customers? You know, what do they want to be known for? What do they want to be famous for? Um, mm, and, what, and, and really help them to get clear on their value set as well around that and, and, and how it all links together with their purpose and their values and their beliefs. And that's really important, isn't it? Because <laughs> you're, as a business founder or owner, you impact so many people, you know, your staff, your suppliers, your customers, the stakeholders, the environment, you know, you're responsible for the way that you impact so many people. And I think that's, I like the way that you're kind of challenging them and and helping them navigate how they're going to show up and what they want to be known for. Mm. And so what, what would be their kind of, what would be the challenges that you're helping them with at that point when you're coming in? So you're sort of probably coming in after I've done the work, you know, quite a bit of the work and got them to the point that they've secured their funding and they're scaling. And then you're coming in and helping them understand what who they are as a leader. Is that that's right, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Um and really helping them to to navigate some of the issues they're then coming up against from the point of view of who they want to be as that leader. So I would work with people typically over six, 12, 18 months beyond. Um, and so we, I hate the term, I wish I could come up with a new term for this, but we, we start off with their kind of getting really clear on what their leadership brand is. And that is all. Brand, brand, yeah. So if you're, if you're doing branding exercise on your business, you'd be thinking about, okay, what, so what do you want people to be saying about you? What, What's the look and feel of how you want people to interact with your business? Because leadership, for me, is everything you do. It's the way you walk into a room. It's the conversations you have with people day to day when you're walking the floor. It's, it's how you show up when you're doing an all-hands meeting. It's, it's how you decision-make. It's how you answer an email. It's absolutely everything you do. People are building this picture of you as a leader, and, and, and people are, are building their own sense of how to interact with you initially that's quite pressurizing for people to learn because you know when a lot of the time I sit down with my clients and they they see themselves as as a sort of doer they they have different modes you know they're the doer and then and and then it's kind of and and when I have to lead how do I do that because you don't get taught that do you I mean it's sort of like I suppose when you when you set up a business for most people, some people obviously set up multiple businesses, but you know, when you set up your first business, it's all new and you've probably never led a team before. And I think that's a huge amount of pressure. And also, as you said, with everything else going on, you maybe end up, you could potentially lead in a way that you don't want to lead because of yeah. the stress and everything else. Whereas actually you're saying, sit back, let's work out the kind of leader that you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And and then you've got this almost, and, and anybody who's got a, a startup or a scale-up business will have done the branding piece. So they know that you, you have a sort of, you have a branding document, you have your your colours, you have your logo, you have your the words that describe the business. And you should have that in mind for you as well as a person, as a leader of that business. And then you should be reflecting on how you've shown up versus how you wanted to show up you know what what is that leadership brand that you've set up for yourself and how are you doing against that what are the the brand values the the values that you have personally and are you maintaining those would people say you know if one of your values is that you want to be fair um 
or fun or um you know what's the um open uh, gracious all of these kind of words that people come up with you know then I help them to reflect on how they're doing against that because that's who they want to be to lead the business and the the way you show up against that leadership brand actually impacts the tone of the way everybody does everything in, in your business. Mm. It's the, so, the shadow you cast. So is that what you're talking, is that what you're kind of reviewing with them? You say you're with them for six to 18 months. Is that what you're, some of, some of what you're going, you know, working with them on every week mm-hmm. or every session? Yeah. Um, I in, in my kind of, um, in the pack I send people when I talk to them about, coaching initially and then I send them a a pack to sort of really think about the different roles that a one-to-one coach can take one of them is to be that mirror for you to to hold the the mirror up to you and say this is how you're behaving and is that how you want to be viewed or is that the person that you want to be in this in this role and you don't really get it from anywhere else necessarily in a way that really challenges you because you don't get it from your team because usually you're, you're, you're working on really transactional stuff with your team and also you're employing them, say. You're employing them, yeah. So it, it is very difficult to know the impact that you're having and the perception that you're creating and working with a coach can help you understand yourself and how you you're responding to things it can help you understand the perception that you're creating and also help you to understand the impact of the decisions that you're making day to day on both how you're perceived but also the business success and but quickly before we move on to the non-exec director bit just Mm. is having a kind of a leadership coach or an executive coach or you know someone like you is that quite the norm now because when I first started my business, I was 25, so that was 17 years ago, um, and I would have loved something like that. I just don't think it was kind of the norm. And I just wondered, like, so now if you've got a scale-up, is it almost like guaranteed, you know, is, are you finding that everyone is very open to having coaching, or is it still something that not everyone is totally okay um. with or seeing the value I think it's moved from being something that um only the enlightened few have and I I think you know there's a lot more openness from certainly people like you know Bill Gates Mark Zuckerberg or I can probably think of a few others if I spent a bit of time on it but there's quite a lot of those sort of figurehead um people that have really talked very openly now about thinking that they probably couldn't have got to where they did sanely at least um Mm. without a business coach and I think the idea of it is becoming much more um kind of mainstream if you like I still think there's a huge amount of misunderstanding about what a coach can do for you and I was talking to somebody about it yesterday there's there's coaching the sort of McDonald's type coaching of like um Tony Robbins and Mm. all of those guys which is really kind of brash and you know about sort of designing your best life and having private jets and all that I'm just not about and then there's the other sort of very very corporate side of it which is you know people like the businesses I used to work for so Ricketts and and people like that do bring in corporate coaches for their execs 
and beyond, actually, although I think it's seen as being quite remedial in some cases if you've got a coach in those businesses, if your middle management is seen as kind of fixing problems. Mm. And then I think there's this massive middle kind of ground where there's all these independent one-to-one coaches um, like me who are operating with individuals. Mm. Um, And I think there's a very strong seam of people who work with coaches who understand the benefit of it but I still think there's also loads of people that are still in that position that you've just described that you were in that could really do with that help but don't know that coaching can support them there Mm, Um, and I I don't know where that educational piece needs to come from (laughs) it will change though won't it I think because in like America it's just like yeah totally normal and I'm sure that it will I can I mean I already see it changing you know I've got a business coach and I wouldn't and I think in fact, I've got two two different ladies that I work with and um, I get loads of value from both of them. And I think that we all need that kind of accountability, the guidance, the support, the kindness. And also, like you were saying, the mirroring and sort of just mm. saying, is this how you want to show up? And Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think the other two big roles that I take, or maybe there's three, but I think once you get to that sort of level of seniority, no one, there's no cheerleader for you anymore. Maybe your mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing really well, darling. Keep going. I don't really know what you do, but keep going. <laughs> yeah. Someone so, to say well done. Yeah, I there's no one to say well done. There's no one to come back in from that brilliant meeting or that amazing like decision you've made or that brilliant kind of um, deal you've secured. There's no one to really talk to you about what you did in that because everybody else is sort of they just expect that you're because you're that senior and you're running the show or I I don't always work with just CEOs and founders I work with the next level down so as well so I work with CCOs COOs sales directors kind of those sort of creative directors those sort of people as well um but there's there's literally no one to be like yeah well done or to say you've got this before it happens you know you can do it go 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 come back to me yeah. and tell me how you got on they just yeah I think it's, it's great to have that. that yeah um and there's also as there's also that sort of other side of that as well the role that I play which is to be that sort of safe harbor to come in and lick your wounds and feel a bit sorry for yourself sometimes and somebody then to sort of push you back out into the world yeah, and I think that's really important because your husband or wife or your your friends or whatever, you know, they maybe don't, you maybe don't want to talk to them about your business stuff anyway or you don't want to burden them with it or it's not really that interesting to them. So to have someone who has got your back and that understands you and has been with you, I think that's really, really important to have that support. That's, yeah, why, that's why I am. That's why I have a coach. And so quickly just explain to us where a non-exec director would fit in because obviously at the level of clients that you're working with they'll be thinking about pulling in non-exec directors and having a more diverse board and so I mean how do you see that it is obviously a very different role but they also bring value don't they and yeah I've got experience of this non-exec director role through a couple of ways and I, I think there's also a sort of entrepreneur in residence role that maybe goes hand in hand with non-exec director now I think a lot of people are turning to those those entrepreneur in residence roles more and more where they would have had non-exec directors previously but I think they both play the same sort of role in your business which is they become 
for me, a much more integral part of the day to day. I know they're not day to day, they're only in for a certain amount of time, but they will come into the business, really get to grips with the day to day of the business and the way it works in a way that I wouldn't necessarily. I get to grips with people and how they work, but this is yeah. more the sort of the fundamentals of the business. Um, they support with decision making. Um, they hold you true to the vision in my mind. Um, they would add weight to board level decisions. So it's having their approval on certain decisions can add weight for the team. If the team, you know, if the, if the NED becomes quite visible to the team as well, um, and brings experience potentially having worked from, for a a similar business or or for a business in, in the same sort of stage um and i've worked with quite a few businesses that have got non-exec director roles in place and i think <laughs> i have I'm, I'm probably quite negative about them actually and i thought this when we that's really interesting about this yeah um mm-hmm. and that's because in a lot of cases i've seen the non-exec director come in and almost assume that they're being brought in because the founder has very little experience so for me I guess my word of caution if you're founder or CEO of business is to be very clear at the beginning with a non-exec director that they are there to enhance your board and enhance your decision making and to really support you not to come in because you are failing or you're unable or you're incapable of making those decisions on your own because I think that's a very different tone actually Mm. and what I've found is that that sort of non-exec role is it's a much longer term one potentially than a coach or a consultant and actually as you as the senior person in your business start to evolve it can be very difficult for the non-exec director to see that you're evolving and become more and more hands-off as they need to yeah I was just gonna say we had a really great experience with a non-exec director who he'd worked for a long time in businesses and had a lot of experience around kind of finance processes and just you know we were managing multiple bank accounts I remember that we had multiple bank accounts lots of client money in our accounts which we needed to protect and he kind of really helped us with all of those things and doing the board meetings and making sure that we were doing everything correctly so I really really um, welcomed having him on board but one of the things I think Mm. was important was like you were saying at the beginning about having an independent person if you've got a business partner that's what he was which was really helpful that he was that kind of independent person Mm. that had both of our backs and that if things were sort of tricky he would come in and help us both so I think it and it's interesting what you say about non-exec directors because I've been thinking you know that I want to do a couple of non-exec director roles but that obviously comes with Mm. it quite a lot of responsibility and I think you're right it's about and and it's also a longer generally it's a longer term it's about finding the right non-exec director isn't it it's about having a diverse board of directors so it's making Mm -hmm. sure that that non-exec director is bringing something to 
I was going to say to the party, exactly to the party that, um, you know, that really enhances and improves the value of the business and also supports the the leadership team. But but I can see that there's a place for for all three, aren't there, depending on... Absolutely. Where I think that I have seen people struggle is that they think they need one or they've been told they need one and then they get somebody in who is not particularly diverse that word diversity is really really important because I think you need like you say you need that that voice of reason sometimes you need somebody to question your decisions you need somebody to hold you true and stop you like going off and and doing crazy stuff that isn't um, aligned to your vision and I think having a non-exec director that does that in a really sound way is hugely important actually I think where I've seen people struggle is that they feel they need to have one and then they go off and they get somebody who's either retired or nearing retirement um, Mm, and still wants to keep hand in business and I think the gap is too big between where they're at at maybe late 20s early 30s and and slightly beyond that running a business that is potentially you know kind of completely different to how it would have been run 20 30 years ago and they're getting somebody in that's trying to sort of fit their wings or tie them down to a quite an old-fashioned way of doing business or or, or doesn't get their leadership style because it's very kind of modern I think I, you're I, right I think Definitely. that's where I've seen the issues because they and that's when it's really dangerous because that's not diverse that's somebody trying to do no. identity we, we could do I mean I definitely am going to be doing some podcast episodes around creating a diverse board and you know the importance of a non-exec director and all that kind of stuff so mm. that will definitely be something I explore again but listen um we have chatted for so long because obviously we could talk for ages about all these things I think they're all super important and really interesting and <laughs> we we definitely need to have yeah, another we podcast about um business partners but I just want to say um, thank you so much for coming on and we will talk again soon. <laughs>